You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome to uh, Joe Gavallis. Welcome to the Safe Senior Hour. I hope uh, all is well. And uh, again, as we start our show every every uh, uh, week, is elder abuse doesn't report itself. So we're uh, we're trying to uh, make people aware of. Uh, the various types of abuse that can affect the elders, and not just elders, but uh, 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 adults with uh, disabilities, and uh, it's a um, it, it's a real issue as our population grows, and we see that over and over again. Uh, remember, as for our show and the way we look at it, uh, abuse is broken down to three areas: um, physical financial and institutional and because of the of this growing problem of abuse in America of our elderly we we're looking for the assistance of you all to uh, help call the appropriate uh, local state federal country officials to uh, to bring uh, uh, to make them aware of any situations which could be looked at as possible abuse we um, constantly uh, try to work with the community, uh, we meaning the law enforcement community, and, and the regulatory community, because we're about as good as you. you're our eyes and ears, because nobody can be out there watching. And again, a lot of times the elderly do not want to report, whether it's physical, financial, or institutional abuse, that, that they're quiet, they want to keep it to themselves, don't want to, quote, cause problems. Um, we talk every week, but we, we, we've got to be reminded that uh, why are the elderly kind of uh, uh, being targeted by not just uh, the professionals, but by loved ones um, or caretakers or, or people, and not certainly not all, not all people, most uh, loved ones and caretakers want to take care of their family, but when there is a, where there is some abuse, it's usually or could be caused by somebody a loved one or somebody they trust. And why is that? Because seniors uh, of this generation are basically uh, very trusting, and um, they were they were brought up to trust, brought up with a handshake. Uh, would close a deal. I don't know how many people do that now, but um, if um, if that if that's the case, uh, uh, now it's getting to be everybody wants it in writing, or they're going to get their lawyer. But back in that generation, uh, and uh, when they were growing up, it was a handshake would close deals, and that the uh, seniors would um, uh, now able to just scrimp and save money. And I I'd always give the now the uh, the story. Of the gentleman that came up to me who was proud and said, I've saved, he was in his 70s, he said, I've saved $500 and I don't put it in no bank. I just put it in my wooden box where, and I hide it where nobody knows where it is. Well, you know, um, I, I, I'm glad he's been able to do that, but he's been able to save, and that's the point. He's got access to some um, excess cash. Now, many seniors have participated in. Uh, 401k plans or retirement plans or been very fortunate to uh, to save money 
and uh, they have a considerable amount more money. But whatever it is, it's funds that that are important to the individual who uh, who um, who has saved the money. And uh, and of course, the third area that that professionals play play on, and also family members, is the uh, seniors' love for their family. Um, you know, not all, but most people just love their kids, uh, love their grandkids. And in most cases, they think that they can raise the grandkids better than than uh, better than the uh, the parents themselves. Uh, we're uh, going to go through today in our first segment. We're going to go through here and, and update everybody. We want to thank Steve Baker of the Baker Fraud Report, who uh, who publishes a, a, a newsletter, and, and you can go online and look at it. Steve's been a guest on our show and. Uh, He's very knowledgeable. He's a, a former Federal Trade Commission uh, 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 official, and uh, now he works with the Better Business Bureau. But he puts out this website that um, it's called the Baker Fraud Report, and you can go online and get it and look at it. But talks about significant frauds that affect, you know, a lot of people, but basically the seniors. So I think that... Uh, um, uh, you people who are, who are interested in these type of uh, um, issues should certainly look and try to subscribe to it. It's free, but he, but it's worldwide. It's not just in the United States, and it gives us um, a good insight into what's happening, uh, not just in our communities, but around the world, which is significant. Um, I know people have this feeling as I speak to groups, well, it's just me, and I've done something stupid, or I've done something that's that's ridiculous, and, you know, shame on me. Well, no, it's not shame on you. People all over the world are being scammed by these people, and it's, it's, a, it's a shame that, uh, um, that we have to live with, with people who will prey on, uh, on the elderly, but they do, and, and I think it's... Um, it's good to know what's happening not only in your local area, your your state, your your county, um, your country, but it's happening all over. It's not just your country or whatever it is. So there there is there are some issues that that he has brought up, and um, that we always like to go and summarize and let people, our listeners throughout the United States and throughout the world. Um, can um, understand what's happening. Um, that's just not them. The um, I'm just looking here. The the current one, apparently in and uh, we talk about romance frauds and in Nigeria, uh, they had a trial recently and um, get jail term for fraud. The um, uh, four people were convicted, but the um, they they say they were uh, well. They pled guilty to one count on uh, on romance uh, on a romance scam. They used the Gmail account, uh, calling themselves Samuel Bowen, a male Caucasian, attempted to ch- cheat one Diane Brown. He pretended. To be a romantic relationship with her to obtain financial gain. Uh, so, 
Um, here was another another case. One of the other people were posing as American citizen Frank Henry, and in that disguise deceived a Pat Lillian based in Florida to deliver him $50 worth of iTunes cards, luring her into believing they were in a relationship. Um, now, these aren't large amounts of money, but you just double it or multiply it, and you can see what happens on, on how these people scam, um, in this case, the elderly here, on these on these um, um, roman- uh, romance scams. Uh, let's see. Another gentleman disguised himself as Terry Hughes from Florida and as an independent contractor working in the oil sector, lured one um, woman to send him $250, part of which he used to procure an HP Pro laptop, uh, Pro book. Um, these people have been notorious, and, and in the we- if you pull up his website and the article, you can see pictures of the individual who, who used somebody else's name, somebody else's photo, to try to con people and were successful, but they were they never left apparently Nigeria. And here's where the Nigerians, um, you know, cooperated and uh, and helped here. Uh, now it, it's interesting to note that uh, these cases um, are happening around the world. I'm pulling up here. Um, a romance scammer in um, Thailand, another Nigerian, um, was arrested for uh, partaking into a romance scam. And uh, I just, uh, let's see here, let me get some of the details here. That this woman, in this case, it was a, it was a they arrested a 40-year-old Nigerian national and his Thai wife at their residence in Thailand. Uh, a woman complained that she had been contacted over Facebook user named UD Danid, who had pretended to be an American military doctor. Um, the uh, defendant then then told the victim that the World Bank had approved a loan for U.S. five hundred and thousand dollars for her, but he asked for her to first transfer fifty thousand for operating expenses before he could give her access to the rest of the money. She transferred the money online to a banking app, where the uh, the wife of uh, the other defendant that it was a scam. Um, so remember, what takes place on the other side of a computer, you don't know whether it's real or not. Never send money to people you don't know or you don't have proof that they exist because this is just taking millions and millions and millions of dollars throughout the world from individuals on these romance scams. So it's, a, it's something we need to be aware of and something we need to um, uh, to constantly look out for. These scams are are are, are hurting a lot of people, and uh, it it is a 
situation, as we said, is happening worldwide here. Um, let's see here. And I want to add uh, that it is you sort of insinuated or, or it's been insinuated that it's men taking advantage of women, but there's just as many women out there scamming men as there are men scamming women. It works both ways. Absolutely, and I've spoke to victims, and um, absolutely, and and both, and the tactics are basically the same, but the reality is there is no person who there, who you think you're dealing with. It's not that, that gorgeous, good-looking woman or that woman that loves everything that you like for a man or vice versa, that the man you're dealing with, if you're a female, that he loves everything that, that you do and wants to get with you. The key is that I, we found on many of these cases is when they try to set up meetings, there's always an excuse you can't meet. So the, the, the deal is if you can't talk to them, you can't see somebody face-to-face, and you know who you're dealing with, don't, don't engage in any financial transactions because it will be at your detriment. So with that, we're going to break for our, uh, from our first uh, session and move into uh, um, some more uh, topics in, in the next segment. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, and we're back on America's Web Radio and the Safe Senior Hour. And Joe and I were just talking, and I, I want to, and I'll get some more information on this, uh, Joe. Um, but it happened to me. It can happen to anybody. And seniors are a target of everything. <laughs> and you can even go to legitimate businesses and where businesses you trust, i.e. hospitals. They are notorious. And what I don't understand, the people that are doing it, they don't even they don't get anything out of it. The hospital gets the money. But they will send in fact, I give a personal situation. Uh, St. Joe sent me a bill and said I owed him X amount of money. 
and I got to checking into it, and my insurance company had paid them. In fact, when I got the first bill, my insurance company said, don't pay them, don't pay them. Uh, they will check into it. And what they hadn't done, St. Joseph's, and this was in their administration or whatever, they hadn't filed for my Medicare that would have paid it. So then I get a bill from some damn collection agency that they had, that the hospital had turned it over to. So I call Blue Cross Blue Shield again, Anthem, as they're called now. I call them, and they checked into it. And again, it wasn't me. It was St. Joe's that hadn't filed like they said they had. And the first thing out of their mouth was, oh, well, we filed that. And, uh, you know, and they lied. And they will lie. And this wasn't a bunch of money. This was, you know, but it could have been. And they do a lot of times. They'll, Just multiply they'll, about a number of patients. Yeah. And then they'll threaten, well, if you don't, or they'll have their uh, collection agency or whatever. Well, you know, we can take your house. We can, they didn't do that to me. But uh, I've heard stories of uh, they're ruthless. And this is... This is our trusted, supposedly trusted hospitals, and it's not just St. Joe's. And as long as I'm on my soapbox, we should outlaw, outlaw CON, which stands for Certificate of Need. You've heard Dr. Hal Shears and uh, the Doctor's Lounge talk about it. Certificate of Need, that one thing called CON keeps the competition out. St. Joseph's Hospital and Northside Hospital have the powerful lobbyists that keep any commercial competition that could set up either an outpatient or, you know, that $3,600 CAT scan that you had? It can be done at an outpatient facility for $300 or $400, not the ridiculous $3,600 that the hospitals want to charge. So think about it. And and listen to uh, Doctors Lounge as they get into it frequently, as other doctors get into it. And it's not just the hospitals. It's the pharmaceuticals. It's the insurance companies. And certainly the hospitals. Can you imagine, I want to set up a hot dog stand between, or a hamburger stand between a McDonald's and a Burger King. And McDonald's and Burger King will go and to the uh, city and say, well, you can't give them permission to build there because we already have two hamburger stands. We already have where people can get hamburgers. So Joe can't build there. Is that free market trade? Is that if I've decided to build a hamburger stand, shouldn't that be my business? If they've got two, why not three? It's called competition. So with that being said, I'm going to turn it back over to Joe, and thank you for letting me get up on my soapbox. <laughs> well, it's an interesting topic, and it's very apropos to seniors and everybody who deals with it. I was just uh, reviewing some U.S. News & World Report article, and they say they're, they're, these are some um, uh, issues that you should look at, uh, questions you should ask before paying any medical bill. Uh, number one. Wait is, a second. I, I got to interject here. I sure. was uh, I had pneumonia earlier in the year, and uh, both my wife and I told the nurse, and they said uh, that I was going to be in overnight in the hospital, and we said not for observation. I want to be admitted. 
There's a big difference. Insurance companies will pay for admission. They will not pay for observation. So we made it very clear, and the nurse that took the information down, yes, we understand, we understand. So Blue Cross Blue Shield gets the uh, documentation from St. Joseph's for my staying overnight, and admission, and this is how stupid they are, admission had been crossed out on the document that they sent to Blue Cross and observation had been written in. <laughs> we couldn't believe it, nor could Blue Cross Blue Shield. But, but you, you were able to get to address it and correct it because you knew how you, you were forceful enough to go and appeal and keep questioning it, right? Oh, you Just don't to. accept what's being sent. No. And uh, hospitals can be just as big a crooks as the crooks can be. So right. please, please check everything. And if you're getting to be in the shape that I am, older than dirt, or in fact, as I've told you, Joe, Moses was a good friend of mine, <laughs> uh, you know, have somebody else help you and check it. If there's any question, and if you haven't got anybody, there are people even in the hospitals that will do it for you. And they are independent. And they will, they know how to bring the hospitals to task. So please, don't just because, well, they're a hospital. They want to heal everybody. They want to help you. The hell they do. They want your money. Well, it, 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 because deals on money, they, they keep the money coming in, keeps the hospitals going. But some of them are nonprofit, some are profit. It doesn't matter. The billing's the billing, and you have to deal with it. Um, I'm going to go over these because these are very important uh, statements and kind of fills in what David said. said, uh, a lot of times is the statement comprehensive? When you get a, a statement, it might just say you owe X amount of dollars. Well, uh, we'll send you a bill with one lump sum with very few details. Well, a lot of people just say, well, I got a bill from XYZ Hospital and just pay it. Well, at the example they give, that's akin to going to a grocery store with no price tag and being handed a short receipt with only the amount you paid at the store. How can you check to make sure nothing was charged by accident or snuck under under your nose? So you have a right. Said you wouldn't stand for that at a grocery store. You shouldn't stand for it with your health care. Pay any bill. Paying any bill without itemizing listing of services is a big mistake because you simply don't know what you're paying for. You are entitled to this itemized medical bill. So calling the billing department requesting a full detail bill should work. Good good point. And again, you all want to go back. This is in the U.S. News and World Report. If you, if you go to their website, I'm sure back to their, to their archives, you'll get this. The next thing you should say... The, uh, the last thing you probably expect to cause a claim rejection by your insurance is something as simple as misspelling. But this is a very common error. It's also easy to forget to update your health insurance provider when you move. It's equally easy to forget to update your doctor with new insurance. Everyone makes errors, president of Medwise Insurance Advocacy, a group that helps consumers uh, navigate bills, uh, says... It's not limited to your personal information either. Be sure that medical bill includes the correct medical insurer's address, policy number, and group number. 
Gross adds, if any one of these identifiers is incorrect and complete, it could cause a complete claim rejection by your insurer. Number three, did I receive all these services? Whether by, as this is what David was addressing, whether by honest mistake or illegal billing practices, items can show up on your bill erroneously. Sometimes a doctor orders a test and cancels it before it's done. Other times you may have had a bad reaction to a medication and stopped taking it after one dose, but multiple doses end up on your bill. In both these cases, you should be charged only for what you use. Keep an eye out for duplicates. This is just good, good common business sense on any kind of transactions that you do. But when you get into the medical area, the costs are usually very high and things that you think are going to be automatically taken care of by the insurance company, and you'll find they might reject it, then the hospital, and pretty, you know, pretty soon you know it's one of your bills. Believe it or not, on some medical billing programs, duplicating a charge is as easy as accidentally hitting the return button an extra time. Then again, sometimes a false item on your bill is so in, so isn't so innocent. There have been fraudulent claims sent to health insurance carriers, uh, the expert says, but the health insurance claim processor doesn't know what is actually performed during the visit, and your insurance may not cover what they falsely bill you. To guard against this practice in the future, uh, the expert says it's best to keep track of procedures that you are experienced and check the charges against your bill. Remember, we're talking about billing, and it could be error. It could be um, some people allege intentionally, but whatever it is, we're not talking about the, the medical coverage you have from the hospitals or the quality of care. And that's another issue. This is just the billing practices that you that affect you personally, um, especially when you have to pay out of pocket. Uh, number four. When you look at the bill, what else looks fishy? This is all in the U.S. News and World Report. Incorrect identifies fires and extra charges aren't the only errors medical billing employees make. When description of billing item is vague or you're not sure from the description of it, of the CPT code, this is a code that the American Medical Association uh, uh, has that you can look it up on their website. That is how they code different medical um, and other um, actions that take place during your medical visit. Other common areas include billing for a private room when you're in a shared room. Sounds pretty pretty um, simple that you're either in one room by yourself or you weren't. But what does your bill show? That's the important thing. Upcoding are charging you for a higher level service than you received, especially emergency services were used. You know, look at that. I think you'll all be shocked on the bills. Uh, operating room overcharges. Anesthesia records should, ha- should have stop and start times, and operating rooms usually charge by the minute. So you can compare the times of each to ensure your operating room fees aren't too high. These are things that are suggestions, um, something to look at. Because when you see some of these bills, they're really high and say, oh, well, Medicare, Medicaid, or insurance will cover it. You know, a lot of people have, have been hit over and above those for fees and, uh, and uh, claims. So you need to look at this to help protect yourself. 
Unbundling errors occur when you are billed for a group of services under one code, excuse me, and then again separately using a different code. These errors aren't the only things can cause your bill to skyrocket. Many hospitals and medical centers routinely charge exorbitant fees for supplies such as gowns, gloves, or toiletry. A $1,000 toothbrush and a $300 for a hospital gowns and gloves are not unheard of. Just because a charge like that is on your bill doesn't mean you have to pay the, the full cost. Medical bills are negotiable. Um, I, I think that's an interesting uh, point. You never thought of that. These, uh, I mean, we've always heard the bills when they charge uh, some outrageous rate for an aspirin or something like that. But this I had not heard of, a $1,000 toothbrush and a $300 for hospital gowns. Um, look at it. Question it. Raise some issues. Get your itemized bill, like you said, and look at every line on it. And then the, the fifth, the fifth uh, suggestion, U.S. World Report says, um, where's my EOB? That means your explanation of benefits. Should be sent to you shortly after the medical claim is processed by insurance provider. Health insurers send these, these by mail unless you are enrolled in a paperless service, which could come on. Uh, the EOB indicates data service, medical bills, and what was covered, how much money the insurer does. So we've got uh, one more to look at when we come back to the next session of the Safe Senior Hour. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Yes, welcome back uh, to the uh, our, our third session here on the Safe Senior Hour. Uh, we've been uh, discussing uh, what to ask before paying medical bills. We've been going over some situations that David has addressed, and then I found a U.S. News & World Report article that says what to ask before paying bills. And uh, there were six items, and um, the uh, one is the statement uh, comprehensive. Does it cover everything? You need you can get a detailed statement. Are all the identifiers correct? Your name, your insurance company. Did you receive all the services? This is number three that that are on the bills. 
a lot of people a look at that, you know. Um, yeah, let me throw out another one that's really become a scam as far as I'm concerned. It's called hospitalist. Are you familiar with hospitalists? No, no. This is where doctors have sold their souls to the hospitals. They've become employees of the hospital. So <laughs> you have a hangnail, and they have a hospitalist that's an expert on hangnails. Hmm. So he comes by your room, and you get a bill for three or $400 for him walking by and saying hi. And many times... Many times, they won't even identify themselves. They'll just come in and say, I'm Dr. Jones, and uh, I'm here to check your hand or whatever, check your pulse, whatever they're there for. This is another hospital scam, and it's they uh, make a ton of money off of it, and they're hospitalists, and they're more and more doctors that are selling their practices to hospitals. And you can't even get your own specialist in the hospital many, many times. And uh, even your primary care doctor, they can come by as a friend and see you, but they can't come by as a doctor and see you. Unless they're affiliated with the hospital. Unless uh, they have hospital privileges. You know, they can take those damn hospital privileges and shove them in a dark hole. And the hospital, don't think the hospitals are your friend because they're not. And they are keeping competition out. You should be able to go. And a good, a good example of this is Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City Hospital that uh, a friend of ours started. And he, he, they will give you a price for your procedure before you ever go in. And they stick by that price. This Oklahoma City Hospital, they are changing the way of the world. And uh, they are fantastic. If they say a hip surgery is going to cost you $12,000, that's what it costs. Even if they're complications, that's what it costs. And that's why so many people have gone started going out of country to have procedures done. Because hospitals are monopolistic. And they're not your friends, and don't think that they are. They are not your friends. Uh, uh, Yeah, we're talking. That was David's, obviously, David's opinion talking about certain billing practices and costs. Uh, We're not getting into medical care because medical care, you know, because that certainly saved a lot of people. But these these are things that, that come up that uh, all the time on these billings, and anybody's been to a medical. Uh, any medical procedures in a hospital can see these, can see the discrepancies between um, what, what I'll tell you what an insurance company pays for a service and what you pay if you were a, an individual. Let's it, go back just a little bit. Why? And you can blame your legal system on this. You can blame your attorneys that have taken and forced doctors to do procedures or ask for lab work or ask for CAT scans or MRIs or whatever to CYA 
and that's what it boils down to. They don't want malpractice. They don't want insurance companies to cancel them because of quote-unquote malpractice. And this goes back to the legal system and forcing doctors to ask for, you know, lab work or exam things that are not necessarily necessary. And then the hospitals say, well, hey, if they're going to ask for a CAT scan, let's really gig them. And they do. Well, as as you know, I think uh, uh, when medicine is run by the legal profession, and that's what I talk to uh, friends that that are in the medical profession, or and and you'd meet them in social things, and they say that, listen, do you blame us? Uh, you know, if we're we're constantly being advised that uh, malpractice will have a malpractice suit against us and the hospitals. The other thing that that was interesting to find out that you kind of touched on, David is that many, many um, services in a hospital, when you go there, you think they're employees of that hospital, but they're basically contracted out to a private entity. I remember, um, and I don't have the statistics, but a vast, vast majority of emergency rooms are, uh, are contracted out to a company that supplies the doctors. And the significance of that is, and that's just from, from, from my experience, uh, you know, doing investigations and things, who you think you're dealing with as an employee of X is really an employee of Y, and those rules apply versus the, the, the place where you think, well, that's an employee of Hospital A. Well, they're not. They're employee of a company, and it gets to these layering issues, which gets down, excuse me, into the, the various, uh, you know, concerns about malpractice. Every entity doesn't want to have a malpractice. Malpractice suit. And let's add one more thing to it. Is a doctor, obviously uh, most doctors are, are good and they their intent is good, but then they get into a situation that the malpractice insurance is just incredibly expensive, incredibly expensive. And they have no choice but to bill what they have to bill to stay in business and it is and medicine is a business well i think you see that and apparently it's really hit when we get into the rural areas why they don't have doctors because of the cost and the and the and the cost of insurance and and a uh, i believe OBGYNs are are one of the highest oh absolutely uh, right rates and it just costs a lot of money to you know i and and you know they did go to medical school and they get but they they're not making the <laughs> your general practitioners and people practicing rural areas are not making these big big bucks that everybody thinks they are then and, and and you know one lawsuit just can can hurt them so they've got to have all the appropriate insurance the appropriate backing and then again goes back to david you're there guided by what what lawyers say you should do or shouldn't do so it's it's kind of a it, it it kind of goes around in circles here, and and you understand it again. We we vast 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 majority of everything done is great medical care. We're just talking about the billing practices here today. Absolutely, where where it should raise some some red flags. And I, I want to throw out if uh, please listen to the doctor's lounge as they tell the truth they tell you what's happening in medicine they tell you what's happening in the hospitals and with private practices 
It's uh, every Thursday morning at 8 o'clock on America's Web Radio, and we're the only radio station that's taking on the big boys like this. Uh, And there are going to be some, uh, if you, the listener, doesn't start taking some action, it's only going to get worse. And uh, what we have proven or what the doctors have proven is primary care physicians in a concierge-type practice of sorts. It doesn't have to be a high-end concierge mm-hmm. practice. It can be a very low-end. In fact, you know, $125 a month. And you see the same doctor. He'll see any time. Go to HIP Nation, H-I-P Nation, and see what they're doing to prove that medical care, good medical care, can be affordable even without insurance, it can be affordable. Well, so I, I like your point on a concierge service. I was just talking to uh, an associate of mine, and they bought it for their family. And what it does, it, it is absolutely wonderful. They can call anytime, and they can email anytime and get the service and then immediately get in to see a doctor, especially with the family. There's not like you're put off. And, and, again, that's fortunate for some people who can afford the extra money to do it. But it, the service is there, and it, it's just – they said it's it just it's a peace of mind. They can call immediately if something happens to one of their kids or call or they feel sick and get some important dialogue. And that's what – when you go to a doctor's office, a lot of it there are tests, but a lot of it's dialogue with the physician. By the way, I want to add, if you contact HIP Nation, H-I-P Nation – uh, and you sign up with them, not only do you get excellent care, just like what you were talking about, Joe, but you also <laughs> get shocked at the price that you can get lab work done for. A hospital may charge you hundreds. Hip Nation has has programs with other labs that cost incre- uh, incredibly much less than you'd pay at a hospital or at a at a uh, clinic, maybe Emory Clinic or wherever else you go. And also, that's true with X-rays. That's true that they have they have made it affordable, medicine affordable. And here's a real shocker, Joe. These guys at Hip Nation. Gee, this is a real mind blower. They couldn't stay in business if they weren't making money. And they're staying in business, and they're doing very well being fair. Son of a gun, being fair? Well, they, I, They're I, doing fantastic. I, I, just, I just think we are very fortunate in, um, to, be, to have access to the specialists and things that we have, the, the, the professionals that we have, and things meaning the tests that are available that weren't available many years ago. And this access... Is is what many people uh, come to this country for. Um, I can I can tell you I have a, a good friend whose uh, uh, whose wife is Swedish, um, and um, her mother of I think was like in her late seventies needed went into the doctor's office and it was somewhere in in Europe I assume Sweden, and they said. Uh, um, well, our medical care is that you can't get on to get this heart valve or whatever it was fixed. So um, for months or months, and they brought her here to the United States and got her into a private hospital, 
and got it taken care of, and the woman is is just uh, is just functioning well, huh. and that's because of access here, and we're very fortunate to have timely access if you have it in Canada. If you needed a, a CAT scan in Canada, you get put on a waiting list up to six months. But if your dog needs a CAT scan, they can get it immediately. So with that being said, we'll be back with Joe and more of Safe Senior Hour right after this. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction on America's Web Radio. Please join us at 4 p.m. on Tuesday afternoons. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome back to our last segment here of the Safe Senior Hour. And uh, we just had some interesting conversations here uh, and topics and and comments. And uh, Dave and I have been in discussion about it, uh, about just hospital billing and things you should look for. For our last segment, though, I'm going to raise some questions that uh, I, I found that uh, actually was put out by the uh, state of Alabama. They put out a, what they call an elder uh, toolkit. Uh, it's called Elder Injustice Advocacy, uh, Elder Abuse Protection Toolkit. But they asked some questions that we should ask each other uh, when we start concerning elder abuse. And, uh, and you all can just uh, go along and just uh, listen to it, and you answer most of them are yes or no, but things that you should be aware of um, for concerning emotional abuse. And we've talked about that. Uh, a lot of people, you know, to seniors that they will emotionally abuse them. Is uh, someone physically restraining or over-medicating you or an, another elder as punishment or as a substitute for treatment of care? We've heard that before where people will say... Uh, well, they'll withhold medicine or they'll do what until the senior signs this check or what. That's a, that's a good example. Is someone causing you or another elder emotional distress by name-calling, threats, or insults? We've heard about that happening by, you know, by, by relatives that will come in and will just make insults to the seniors and try to intimidate them 
Um, a lot of times this is like uh, grandchildren, nieces or nephews, because they want the grandparent to do something. Um, is someone giving you the silent treatment by ignoring your comments and opinions or discussing you in your care as though you were not present? Uh, I've heard seniors tell me that as I spoke to, I'm now up to over close to 3,000 seniors we've spoken to, and I've heard this, you know, where people just try, where my loved ones try to isolate me, what can be done? Um, and here it is, is someone isolating you or another elder from family, friends, or regular activities, you know, intercepting calls saying they can't take visitors or uh, intercepting uh, invitations to go to functions to get the, the elders out. Those are some issues that, that you need to look at and, and, and answer here. If any of those are yes, you have some concerns. You need to seek some professional assistance. Uh, financial exploitation. There are some questions. Has your money or that of another elder been taken or used inappropriately without appropriate consent? Well, just think about it. You know, a lot of people don't want to uh, talk about what, what they do with their money, but if all of a sudden you find out that money's going to buy your niece or nephew uh, uh, a pickup truck or something uh, uh, that you'll notice on like a, a, a receipt from a grocery store where a friend will go or a loved one will go or a caretaker will go get you groceries and you don't drink but there's a lot of expenses for wine um, these are things where people are being exploited here. Um, and have, in other words, has your money been used to make purchases without your consent? You know, that's a big deal. Nobody can ask you, can I go buy wine to go drink? Can I go buy stuff for my car, Grandma? But I'll go get your food that might cost $20, but they've got the credit card or the debit card and go out and use it for other activity. Uh, have you noticed checks, jewelry, other valuables missing from your possession? We see this a lot with uh, with people who who are uh, under like a drug abuse or some kind of like that, where they need cash constantly to keep their habits going. And the other one, have you noticed unusual activity in your bank account you didn't authorize? Which which leads the the point: look at your bank account or have a loved one look at it. And look at the checks, look at the check sequence and number. I know on the task force we've seen several cases where a caretaker will will go in or, or a grandson or grand granddaughter will go in the back of the checkbook and rip out like check uh, 231, 32, 33 and write them. But if you look at the front of the checkbook, you're only on check uh, 212 or 213. You think, well, everything's fine. That's where you got to go and balance the checkbook. And I think that's that's not uncommon. I mean, unfortunately, people do that. Thanks, oh, well, uh, Grandma doesn't care or Grandma doesn't know what's going on. Um, the other is ne neglect. They, they raise some questions about neglect. And and I think this is this is interesting for you to look at it and stop and think, where you can go and notify the professionals. Professionals in the United States are Adult Protective Services, your local law enforcement, your local police, your sheriff, your state agencies. 
that that you can go and you get a neglect is a horrible situation and we never want to get into the situation where there is neglect that affects our loved ones and our seniors so um do you as a senior or another elderly routinely lack enough food to eat and liquids to drink if if you're not getting the food the proper food or the proper you know liquids you everybody needs these these are significant to keep you going, to keep life going, to keep you in, 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 a, in, a, in a zone where you can live and be happy. Very common. And don't be afraid to take advantage of things like Meals on Wheels. I know here in, in, in Georgia they have a wonderful Meals on Wheels program where they'll deliver some meals every day, but some are prepackaged frozen for like 10 days at a time or two weeks at a time, depending where it is. The food is very nutritious and it's really beneficial, and you can sign up for that through your senior services or whatever the official entity is. But this is a good way to uh, um, to make sure you're getting the correct food and, uh, um, and enough food to eat. Um, you know, do you have a concern about the unsafe or unsanitary conditions? I've looked at situations on this institutional abuse where people are living, they're only separated from another individual by a blanket over a rope. The toilet, the water wasn't running, and they had buckets. Now, come on, this is unsanitary. This should be reported immediately. Somebody should call. Somebody should tell a professional to come in. They can get this fixed. And don't forget things that when you're in these personal care homes, they need, to, and certainly in, our, in the state of Georgia, they need to be licensed. And But the unlicensed ones, not all, but most unlicensed ones don't, I mean, obviously don't comply with the licensing standards. But you have to look. Are there enough sprinklers in case there's a fire? You don't want loved ones getting killed. So look for things like that. Is it safety? Is the electrical outlets because this all, all, all addresses issues with seniors. <clears throat> another one which is really sad, are you or, or another elder that you visit or like an, you're a neighbor or you, or you go to see someone, are you left in soil clothing for long periods of time? Listen, we all have accidents and we all, all have to take care of ourselves or have our caretakers. But if it's on and you go in and the place kind of... Uh, kind of reeks and you can see you know feces and other issues uh these these are things that must be reported get that off your mind go to a professional make a telephone call call 911 call adult protective services or whatever entity in your state or country um are there injuries that you can see uh, I know in some of the photos I've seen when first responders go in and you can see this open sores and things on, on, the, uh, on, on the elderly um, resident, and it's just horrible. Why aren't they being treated and looked at? I know we've talked about cases of scabies, and we've talked about situations where ants are crawling all over people in some of these institutions. Report that, please. Get that off your conscience. It just, it's, if it's happening when you happen to walk in, it, it's not just a one-time deal. It's probably been going on. So be, be, very, be very cognizant of that. Um, 
is the person that, that you hire or the senior hires, are they doing a job what they're supposed to do? Are they are they watching out for the for the senior? Are they giving them their food? Are they look changing their clothes, giving them the proper medicine, medical care? Are they there if they're needed? I could remember a case here where they hired a woman in her 30s to come and watch uh, this gentleman who was kind of bedridden um, on a, in an upstairs bedroom, and she was there to be the caretaker, and she was there supposed to be there from 10 to like 6. Well, she ended up locking the senior in the room. Remember, if you go to go in a room and the lock's on the outside to lock somebody in, that should be a red flag. And we understand we don't want seniors roaming or hurting themselves, but we need to be taking care of that. Well, this woman who was supposed to there 10 to 2 was arrested and um, behind a Walmart drinking with her, uh, with her boyfriend, getting drunk, while this senior was all alone in the house. A sad situation. <clears throat> so you just need to be, be aware of, report it, report physical abuse, and always report any indication of inappropriate touching of an elderly if they let you to believe that something's going on. But with that, we've had some good topics today. Uh, we've talked about hospital bills. We've talked about <clears throat> some questions to ask yourself if you're a senior or if you see other elderly um, in a situation, your loved ones. Raise the question. Call the professionals. Remember, elder abuse doesn't report itself. So with that, we'll end today's uh, session of the Safe Senior Hour. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.